Outstretch out. Taking matters into his own hands. Hopefully, feints a shot, shoots. Oh, oh my God! celebrity does the sweeping of the ice. My feet really does it still. Oh, it's oh, a goal from Nicholas Hauger. And now he's celebrating. Puck fire down the ice. So now rolling, it's a rolling puck. Sweep, sweep. Leaves off as uh, Sheffield win the race. Oh, God, it's in the danger zone. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, no, sorry. Oh, sorry. We're sorry we're laughing. It's just, that was bad timing. Sorry about that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fourth edition of the BIHA podcast. Uh, hi, Nick. Hi, hi, Rambo. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And uh, so this week we're going to be chatting a little bit about the divisions as usual, as Nick and I take guesses at what might have happened or might not have happened to lead to certain scorelines, and uh, the usual talking other nonsense um, about all sorts. But before we get into Division 1 North, um, we're not going to be quite as meticulous in Division 1 North tonight because Nick and I had a chat earlier with Matt Dyball, coach of the Edinburgh Eagles. Um, so we'll just swing you to that now. Uh, so folks, uh, Nick and I are joined with uh, Matt Dyball, coach of the Edinburgh Eagles, head coach that is. How are you doing, Matt? Uh, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Um, I'm doing well, thank you. Um, we've got Nick on the line as well. We're both interested in uh, how you think the Eagles are getting on this season. Uh, it's pretty positive so far. Um, we're obviously a bad start, but since then we've been doing much better in a good position going into the second half of the year. Three straight wins. So it's, yeah, positive, positive so far. Okay, um, Nick, you got anything for Matt on on that? Yeah, like obviously I know the St Andrews game is a big one for you guys, but certainly um, it's looking good for the Eagles in terms of the the performances you've put up. Obviously the games against uh, against Sheffield, and obviously the first I think Rambo was telling me about the first win down in Nottingham in a good number of years. So it's a uh, it's a good positive start. And uh, mainly, what's your thoughts on? Do you reckon you can take uh, take St Andrews back at Murrayfield? Um, yeah, I think we can. Uh, the 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 game against St Andrews, we didn't play well. I tried to do some things that worked for us last season, um, but it didn't really implement well going to that first game. Uh, so I took responsibility for that loss. I told the guy the first practice back that I didn't do a good enough job preparing them for that. Um, and we've made a few changes and been a lot better since then. Um, the positive I can take from that game is we didn't play that well, but really um, it, was, it was a one-goal game. We gave up an empty error at the end, but so 6-4, but you know, to be that close, having not really played our best, is quite positive. Um, and the performance since then has been much better. I mean, it's not easy, but I, I definitely think we play our best. We can absolutely beat St. Andrews. No question of it. Good stuff, man. I'm glad uh, to glad to hear that positivity. Uh, on, a, on a slightly different subject, something that came up towards the start of the year, I know, uh, I know Rambo did some talking with Leeds about their thoughts on going into Division 1. Obviously, you guys have seen them up at... Um, that game was up at Murrayfield, wasn't it? What was, your, what was your thoughts on Leeds and anything that you... Any wise wisdom you'd pass on to those guys for the rest of the year? Uh, the Leeds game was interesting. Uh, they were they did a lot of guys, but that's that's typical for any team traveling up. Um, uh, but they they played really hard. They were much more physical than I thought they would be. Um, but certainly surprised a few of our guys with some of the hits uh, that they were laying out. Um, it's obviously tough for them coming up in the division, uh, and it's, 
can be quite a large jump. But um, they seem to be doing the right things. Defensively, uh, I think the biggest problem is when you when you jump up this division, it's, it's much harder to score goals. You can't just have like individual players uh, do all the work for you. You have to really play as a team. I think defensively they got that, but maybe offensively um, it's not quite there for them yet. Um, but I think in their own rink, it'll probably be an interesting game. The, the biggest thing for us is to is to not move past that uh, or underestimate them in any way um, and just assume that we're going to win. I mean, we can, it's usually when we go into games like that, we play very poorly. Try and look up the stats, admin, just now. But um, there's, I was yeah. gonna, I was gonna ask on 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 Leeds just uh, bringing something else up that that a lot of the people that listen to us probably care more about. Do Do you like uh, IPA beer? Because that's what you get for man of the match down there. Uh, I don't drink beer, Rambo, and you know that. So I, I'm not the best person to ask that question. I, I know, I know that, but the listeners don't know that. That's why. That's why. That's the journalist journalist in me. Okay, fair. <laughs> so um. What? Who do you think? Have you have you paid attention to the South at all? Is there anyone down there that you're looking forward to challenge at nationals with? Or, um, I've tried. To, I've tried to look. It's, it's very hard to look at score lines and, and gain anything from just a, a stat sheet. Um, but obviously Oxford look pretty good at the moment. They've got two players who used to play in the North. Uh, Gans used to play for St Andrews. I know he's a very good player. And uh, Jordan Poe, who played in Sheffield for several years, he's another very good player. So, I mean, just judging off that, they clearly have a very strong squad. Uh, so, I mean, I guess they're the favourites at the moment, but obviously there's not, there's not really been a lot of games played. So, it's hard to, the South is always very hard to judge. I think it, it very much depends on who travels where and um, how many players they can take and such, because you, you can get some very interesting score lines. Just and, uh, just just to bring back the uh, the Leeds Nottingham score was Nottingham twenty two Leeds three. Okay, <laughs> you beat me to it, Nick. That's exactly what I was about to uh, inform inform Matt of. Yeah, it looks like um, it was a bit one sided in in that one, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I, just, I always I always like to know what the what the, what the scores were in the game. It's, it's, uh, yeah, just yeah. to keep it keep up to date with. The standings and who's got what and so forth. So I, I've sorry, I've made the, I've made the score live now, so you'll be able to see the the, the sheet. <laughs> yeah, just just looking there. Obviously, the the scorers for Leeds not really doing their goalie much service either. He's had a bad night, or they're pretty mean with the shots at uh, twenty two in from forty three shots. Mm. Yeah. Well, I I remember him, him telling me in, in Murrayfield that was his, that game at Murrayfield was his third ever game in his net. So he did a. He did not a bad job at Murrayfield, that's for sure. It's obviously it's a, it's a tough go when you're when you're playing at this level. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Matt, there was there was one um, one specific player, and I know as a coach, when I was a coach, you you try not to talk about specific players, but one player I've noticed has been missing in the couple of games that I've been at for the the Eagles this year, um, is uh, is Callum Hendel Henderson. Is is he finished now or? 
yeah, he would still be eligible as an alumni, but he is he is based out in Glasgow now. Uh, so he now plays for the Paisley Pirates in the SNL, uh, which is obviously much much easier for him to play uh, play there than to travel through to Edinburgh every week. Oh, oh. Which is a shame for him. He was our he was he was our player of the year last year, but uh, but yeah, that's this is the way it goes. Yeah, of course. I just, I just I just wonder what the story was with him because I'd seen him play for the Pirates, um, and just I just wondered if he if that was him done now with with uni hockey essentially, um. But he seems to be doing all right with the Pirates and uh, and happy enough there. So, um, I guess you wish him all the best as we do. He's a very good player. He's a very good player. He's, he's, uh, he's definitely going to do well there. Yeah, and you you've had quite a big turnaround in squad. How many new guys you got this year for the Eagles? Seven or eight, close to that. Uh, yeah, all it's been actually very good this year. We've we've had a lot of uh, good players join. Um, you, you're never really sure what you get uh, the first session of the year. Um, I mean, people we ask people to tell you their hockey experience, but then until you see them on the ice, you're you're never quite sure. But um, no, everyone everyone that's joined has been is, is uh, I would say a good player. Uh, had really good commitment so far, and uh, yeah, just settled in really well. Everyone's everyone seems to be having a good time. And, and what's the uh, what's the sort of level of chat in the changing room like? Is it still as good as it was, you know, back when I coached? Is it still good uh, camaraderie between the players? Um, yeah, I think I, I would say it's, it's it's hard for me to say. I don't spend as much time in in the room as the uh, as they used to. I kind of I kind of let the guys have that space to themselves. It's it's not really for me to be uh, around there all the time. Um, I'm more just for the start of the game or you got anything else for Matt? Um, it was just probably just to finish on in terms of obviously uh, I know it's a subject close to Rambo's heart and I'm guessing I'm not sure your involvement but um, obviously the Steel Queens and the the new team coming out of there in terms of just your thoughts again on that and, and where that's where you think that's possibly headed. Um, well obviously this is this is Rambo's project I've, I've not really been involved other than uh, we uh, we gave we gave the Steel Queens uh, half our ice in our last session of the year um so that Rambo could uh, like get new players in, see what he's got. Uh, it's it's uh, it's a good. I'd say it's a good start. It's actually be- maybe better than uh, than I was expecting. Uh, a lot of players with not a lot of experience, but I don't think that's a that's a surprise. Um, and maybe you've got, you've got to start somewhere. And uh, he's he's made a start. I think there's there's some promise there, but uh, so we can see. I think. I uh, I I think um, it was there was seven girls came along, apparently. Some roller hockey girl was get a roller hockey guy was getting married, so there was a lot of girls at that. Um, because we've got a lot of interest from roller hockey players wanting to come across and and play in in a sort of all women's ice hockey team. Um, and uh, whilst the Eagles gave us half the ice, it was really quite helpful. Dibs um sort of gave the Eagles some drills and came over and gave me a wee hand where he could as well. And uh, I've got a couple of Eagles guys that are up for it, so uh, they. I think in some respects that I welcome that help from the Eagles guys because uh, they've got the experience and they're maybe 
players who can uh, well they can do things better than me like shooting stuff so it was it was really good when Dibs came over and gave me a hand and I hope that we can continue to sort of look at the Eagles and aspire towards having a, a successfully run club like them exactly certainly from uh, a non-Edinburgh point of view from my outside perspective you guys there have always been kind of a model model kind of franchise to follow and what you guys do so if the Steel Queen's going to be from that spot as well then uh, it's going to be a successful time yeah. Um, Dibs, obviously um, you know Edinburgh Eagles are close to my heart and sometimes when we're on here I'm perhaps a little bit harsher on them than than I would be to most just because I don't want to seem biased on the podcast but I do wish you guys all... sometimes Rambo sorry? I think you're sometimes like that when you rep with them that's probably true <laughs> as well <laughs> um, but uh, yeah I do wish you guys all the best um, for the season and I do, having seen the turnaround from the, the first game that I, I was on the line and, and to the second one, I do think you guys have got every chance of, of uh, doing something perhaps I never did and, and getting to that playoff final and maybe taking home the uh, the wooden and glassware. Well, we, we, we hope so. Uh, that's, that's the plan. Well, good good luck to you, Dibs, and uh, thanks for joining us on the uh, on the pod, and I'm sure you'll be listening when it comes out. Uh Maybe. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know if I, want to, I don't know if I want to hear myself uh, recorded. We'll see how it feels. You can always. I'll get, some, I'll get someone to listen for me, and then if they say I was good, then uh, go from there. Yeah, you can always fast forward through yourself as well. That's true. <laughs> right, cheers. So, Matt um, Dybal seeming pretty confident about uh, Division 1 North. Nick, what, what's your thoughts on Division 1 North? Um, yeah, look, looking at it, I think he's right in terms of. Obviously, the Eagles getting off to that little shaky start, but to be honest, I don't think anyone would really probably want to play St Andrews up in, uh, up in I'm guessing the game was up in five first straight out of the bat. So, especially with it being a rivalry game, it's never easy to get up for those straight away or try and. I, I would say, from my experience, rivalry games, you never very rarely get the team to 100%. There's always too much on the line, but again, the Eagles have recovered well. Obviously, you can only play what's put in front of you and potentially in the likes of Leeds from that result, but then. Impressive wins down in Nottingham and then at home to Sheffield, who were actually looking fairly decent until that point. Yeah, and there's a good spread of uh, in that division. I mean, unfortunately, you can maybe count Leeds out now, but I think you know the other four teams are are still in it. Nottingham are holding on, but um, certainly Sheffield, uh, St Andrews, and Edinburgh all looking dangerous and all looking like they could be in that playoff final. Yeah, it's uh, certainly shaping up for after Christmas to be a good three-way tussle between those guys, especially looking uh, looking down the fixture list, since I know obviously Division 1 does from now take a little bit of a break up until uh, pretty much the end of January. So looking looking down the list, you've got some big games, especially coming up towards the end. you got the, uh, the last game wrapping everything up. It's the Edinburgh, Edinburgh-St. Andrews game, but even before that, you've got maybe just a week before, you've got the St. Andrews versus the Bears and, uh, well, the return Sheffield-Edinburgh game just a couple of weeks before that, so some big games and should be pretty entertaining to follow. Yeah, yeah, Edinburgh got the double header with Leeds, of course, so hopefully they don't like the lash too much before they go to Sheffield, but, um, yeah, that's it. That's going to be an interesting stretch in February time. Um, looking at the uh, the South, Nick, I don't know if you've looked at that, but uh, right now, really, it's Oxford's to lose. Yeah, we were we were made aware before we went on air that obviously from uh, from Dave, good good source, uh, that London uh, London beat Cardiff over the weekend, which 
um, does move London back up into contention, but you would still definitely see that, as you said, Oxford's to lose. There's someone, someone there's got to do some hard work to try and take that away from them, and uh, certainly, maybe, maybe interesting to see what Cambridge have got for uh, for their their upcoming games. So obviously, one game played for those guys. I think they played UCL over the weekend, which. Um, just from looking at the goals against, I would I would be thinking Cambridge would win, but um, you never know. But hey ho, London! It's it's down to Cali and uh, Cali and his guys down there. What can they uh, What can they do? Yeah, the 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 problem they've got is if they've taken a draw, um, when they went away to Cardiff, and then they've got uh, so you know that Oxford really in the driving seat, but yeah, London could mount they could mount a challenge, but they need to rely on somebody else maybe helping them out a little bit. So yeah, it could be an interesting end to that one, um, and then in back in Division Two in the North, we've got the uh, the Kings are at the top at the moment. But has that been updated, or is that no? It has been. Yeah, that, that has been updated. So technically, you'd probably be looking at that Manchester, obviously the unbeaten team. Uh, so certainly in my eyes, they're top of the uh, the ones to beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they they're um, they've got a game in hand, I see. So that that's that's the difference there. Um, and the and the reason, but you guys have got a really really good goal difference, um, from your your five games you played plus forty one. So. Yes, we do, we do indeed, and uh, quite quite strangely, just looking here again, the the small little break, but again, starting earlier in January this time round, it'll all be uh, taking swing again. Which from I can look by the twentieth of January, Sheffield Seal have played seven out of their games, so they'll be pretty much. Not far off done and dusted, but either way, halfway there, uh, four and one. I, if you'd offered me to that beforehand, I might have taken it, but not, not so sure right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm just looking at the goal difference. Plus forty one, Nick. Did you contribute the one to that? Did you? Uh, I contributed three. Oh. Thanks, Rambo. All right, okay. I just thought I'd make a nice round figure for the rest of the team, but anyway. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, we uh, we actually chatted to one of the players from Division Two uh, South. It's still early days in Division Two South, but Imperial, as far as I understand, they've got three wins from three. Um, it's not showing here yet because obviously there's a sheet missing. But um, as people will hear in the interview, uh, I'm sure they're three from three. That's correct. Yeah, uh, two wins against the the Panthers and one win again away against the uh, the Birmingham Lions. So, um, just to I suppose to keep it, keep it right. We'll just uh, pass you now. We spoke to Jesse Cross from the Imperial uh, Devils A team, and this is his first year in BIHA hockey. And uh, here's what he had to say. Hi, I'm joined with Jesse Cross, who uh, plays for Imperial Devils. How are you doing, Jesse? I'm very well, thank you. Yourself? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, thank you for uh, taking the time out to to speak to us. I understand that you've just joined Imperial Devils this year. Is that right? Yes, yeah, just joined at the start of this term and I've uh, been playing for them for about, oh gosh, I think about eight, nine weeks now. Um, it's going well, yeah. Okay, and what's your hockey background? What did you do before you played for Imperial? Um, well, oh gosh, I haven't, I used to play ice hockey for my local town um, about four years ago, up until four years ago, um, for the junior team, Slough Junior Jets, and uh, I uh, sort of took time out for the last four years. Um and then I thought it was about time to get back into it. So it was great that Imperial's got a team. <laughs> I was able to get back into it, and it's definitely been the right decision. Okay, and 
How do you find the BIHA in terms of the standard that you're playing at at the moment? Um, I think it's definitely, oh, in terms of like competitiveness, I, I think it's it's pretty good actually. Like, uh, I'm enjoying it. I mean, I know that there are multiple different divisions. Um, I'm currently playing in the second one. So, and I feel like having not played for a few years, it's definitely a good level to play at, and I'm enjoying. I'm really enjoying both like the ability and the, thus like how competitive it is. But also, I think just how friendly it is. It's much more. Not it's there's a noticeable friendliness about it between teams that are playing each other. I've noticed, which is really nice. It feels like a community almost. Okay, and how do you find um, the BHA play a bit more anti-social times than uh, perhaps other leagues and uh, the junior setup? How do you find those uh, sort of commutes late at night? Uh, I mean, it, it can be tough. I've gotten used to it. I'd say I would. I'd say it's not. Not the best thing, <laughs> best thing, but um, worth it, I think. And I think it's probably not too bad considering, in some ways, you can see it as a bonus because actually it's out of the way of the day. So you can do other things in the evening, which is handy when you've got a busy course and stuff going on. Um, it's nice to have it not interfering and you can just sleep in in the morning, I guess. <laughs> okay. And uh, what's the what's the makeup of Imperial like? I know you went to Birmingham with a really short bench. Is uh, you got not many yes. players at the moment, or what, what's the situation? Oh, it's, um, we've got just about enough at the moment. It's quite uh, hit and miss, you know. Um, we've got a lot of newcomers, I'd say. So I think over time it'll develop a lot more. Um, we've got a strong we've got strong teams. Um, I think over time it'll really develop in terms of numbers. Um, it's just a lot of very much newcomers at the moment, which is, I guess, a real positive. A lot of people have been drawn in this season, it seems. Um, so I think in the future that'll see a good result for the teams. And uh, how many games have you taken part in so far for Imperial? Um, just the three. We've only played the A team. We've only played three games so far, and I've played in all three of those, um, which has been nice. Um, and the B team have played a few games as well. Uh, not sure. I can't remember exactly how many. Okay, and uh, the uh, the A team games. How's the season going for the A team so far? Very well. Um, we played of the three. We've won all three, which has been really nice. Very uh, is nice feeling going into the league. Uh, going into my first season in a long time like that. Um, very motivating. Um, I, th- I think it's been quite tough though. I wouldn't say we've we've like uh, glided through it all with ease. Um, we've definitely had to fight some tough teams but um, it's been a nice start definitely I should know this because I've done the schedule but is that all three of the other teams in the, the competition you've played or have you played one no, team no, twice no no we played we played Birmingham and then we played uh, up at Coventry twice uh, well they came to us and then we went to them uh, we still got Southampton to play I believe it's in a week's time uh, yeah so that we're expecting that to be a, a tough hard fought game but uh, should be good as well. We're we're positive. We're looking positive. We're looking towards it positively. I think. And have the team set out any goals for the season, or? Um, as an overall club, you mean, or like uh, as like the specifically well, what, the A team? Well, starting off specifically with the A team, what what is their sort of goal? Where do they want to finish in this? Obviously, they want to win it, but do, do, is that a realistic goal for them? Do you think? Uh, to be honest, I think. Now that we've played these three games and we're sort of getting a vibe of how things are going, I think it's 
something we think could be achievable in winning the league, which is something we now really are aiming for, I think. Um, I think, overall, I think it's a lot about, we sort of take it as, it's something fun to do as well, though, you know, um, and to enjoy it, which is, again, goes back into what I've said, I've just sort of noticed about the University League compared to previously, is that it is quite friendly, and there's, there's much more of a, that, while it is very sort of, we want, everyone wants to go for it and do the best, is very much more appreciative of the other teams and want to have a good time as well, you know. So I think that's definitely my priority. <laughs> and you, you said this year, uh, sorry, on you go. Oh no, I was just going to say, like in terms of the club as a whole, I think at the moment Imperial seems to be doing a pretty good job of recruiting new guys, including myself. Like, um, there's very much a, a lot of people who seem very interested and sort of they're training them up, you know, and I think it'll be quite nice to see over time, quite soon hopefully. I'm um, already seeing some guys come up from have never really played before already be starting to look towards playing in the C and B teams, you know. So I think that's one of the main goals of the club at the moment. That's 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 fantastic. You said there's a lot of newcomers, but is it is there a few veteran guys or, or girls in the in the club at the moment? Yeah, yeah, there's um quite a few experienced players, both um in terms of the length of time they've played for Imperial and also ability. It's it's quite a mixed group to be honest. Uh, and which is quite nice. It's been, uh, it's nice to have you know people to look up to who've been actually pretty really supportive. To be honest, um, it's been a really nice team to integrate into really well. It's a, a good community, I'd say. Yeah, and uh, of of course, the, one of the BIHA legends, Gus Zimmerman, still with the club. Is that right, or am I getting that wrong? Yes, yes, playing for the A team. No, yes, definitely playing for the A team. Um, Holding us together, well, hold, I don't, holding sounds negative. He's keeping us together well. He's definitely a someone who really does glue the team well together. I think it's he's both like I think I've noticed for Gus and also um, another one of us, in my opinion, very good players, Amir, are just very good players, but I think very good team players as well, which is one of the reasons I think we're doing so well this year. We're sort of they sort of help the other players do well, you know, rather than being that sort of what can sometimes be the case of like glory hunting, if you know what I mean. They're very good at keeping the team doing well together, catalyzing other players, I guess. Okay. And uh, what's your stats looking like this year? Are you, uh, you going for any scoring trophies? Not that we give out trophies, but just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, think, I think for me, this season's more about just trying to get back into it, you know, and get up to get get... Um, sort of get the rust out you know um, I'm trying to do my best I don't mind too much about the points personally it's nice to get them but I'll, maybe next season if I'm still I'll have a real go at that I've got, I've got uh, two goals and an assist so far so that's quite nice but sorry that's a point of, at the moment. that's a point of game that's that's good enough and uh, have you heard yes, any, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, have you heard any of the chat about nationals anyone been sort of uh, giving you any build up for that or is it too early days for that in the season it's definitely been mentioned like I'd, uh, I'm quite looking forward to it because uh, my understanding of it I, I haven't actually sort of looked into it in detail but my understanding of it is that you get a chance to play a lot of teams you wouldn't in your normal league you know up north and stuff because we're in the south league so it's quite exciting to play some of those teams as well you know um, but it's not something that's in prime focus at the moment for us yeah. as far as I'm aware 
I, I am very much a newcomer, so I'm not sure what's going on behind the scenes altogether, you know. <laughs> okay, and uh, and tell the truth, was anyone um, has anyone mentioned this pod until you got asked to be interviewed on it? <laughs> I had um, not heard of this podcast before <laughs> um, being asked to be interviewed on it, and I was upset actually because I think I would have listened. I'm pretty sure I would be listening to it um, if I had heard about it. Well, you'll be listening. You'll be listening to the next one, no doubt. So. I'll definitely be listening to the next one, but uh, I would I probably I will be likely to be listening to all the rest as well. You know, like I wish I'd heard about it. <laughs> I hadn't done until now. Okay, well, you you can subscribe on iTunes, uh, I'm, I'm sure now, and, and all the rest of it, so uh, you can keep yourself in awesome. the loop. Um, so it, it's been great to talk to you. Uh, thanks very much for your time, and I wish awesome. you all the Thank best in the season. It would be be a change of pace for us to have Imperial in the in the playoff final, so I do wish you all the best um, for the rest of the season. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks very much. Cheers. And uh, so, yeah, Jesse, um, nice outlook on life. What do you think, Nick? Yeah, certainly an uh, inter- interesting character, and certainly it's always good. Like, not everyone's a dinosaur of BYJ, like myself and yourself, Rambo. It's <laughs> always good to hear from new people, especially people who've had, perhaps had a hockey background coming into the BYJ and what they think about it. And certainly, uh, and I know, opening experience, obviously, you find out that he finds it a lot more potentially friendly than some of the other things that he's played in. and. Uh, probably not travelled up to the cold hard north yet. No, I mean I was doing a couple of uh, junior games at the weekend as a referee and I have to say um yeah they're they're certainly not friendly in the junior the junior ranks up here so maybe could see his point if the south said anything similar um but <laughs> yeah it's interesting to see somebody finds it friendly and is enjoyable. Other thing is that um I don't. He mentioned to me was that he didn't know about this pod till he got the chance to do the interview. So that's a new listener. Oh, I think, uh, come on, guys, all presidents and people in charge of your clubs out there, try and get people involved and listening in, and try and try and grow this thing. Yeah, incidentally, talking about BIH dinosaurs, it was Gus Zimmerman that uh, set up the interview for me. So, and um, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's been around uh, quite some time, but. I think yeah, the Devils. That would be if you know if they can if they can manage to pull it off, and it is really early days in that division. We've got a lot of Southampton uh, home games to get through. We've got a lot of Southampton games to schedule. Um, but if they could if they could pull it off, it'd be the first time in history they they've uh, they've ever won Division Two checking, as far as I'm aware. And uh, and you know and that would bring them up. You know, presumably, unless teams drop out to uh, to to Division One, so um, they would presumably be passing uh, passing ships in the night with their their old rival, the UCL team. So uh, they'll they'll get a derby game yet uh, during the season, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure at some point. Yeah, and uh, just looking now at non-checking, Nick. Again, it's early early days in non-checking. It always seems to go away into March time. But you guys, your B teams had a couple of good results so far. Yeah, they uh, they had a rather convincing victory over Newcastle, which again, Derby Day can't be overlooked. But um, uh, wasn't really much of a much of a game. And then just just about from all I can hear, because I wasn't there myself, but just about managed to squeak over the line down in Sheffield, which certainly I know Dibs was talking about his coaching philosophy of keeping things positive, and certainly one of my outlooks on things is. At home, you can obviously look for the performance and look for how you want your team to play away from home. 
it's all about points on the board at the end of the day. So any win away from home, especially down in Sheffield against Spirited Bears team, it will be uh, well received. Yeah, and uh, and and in, into the south, we're looking at this. Kent have obviously lost a game, so Southampton. It's uh, it's looking like those two might pull away, but the, then but. London are in there as well. There's all sorts going on, but from what we've heard and saw on Twitter, there was a, a rather one-sided result um, between Southampton and uh, and the the Yetis. Uh, I think it was this yeah. division. Yeah, forty-four nil. Um, sure, we might have to dig out a couple of the dinosaurs to check the uh, check the fact and <laughs> the record books, but certainly in my memory, that's the biggest uh, biggest margin I've seen in quite a while. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one, a tough one to take. But both teams, uh, is is we were hearing about friendliness. Both teams lined up for a photograph together afterwards. I'm not sure that the the UCL goalie was quite as enthusiastic about it as perhaps everybody else was. But um, you know, fair play to UCL, they stuck in, and uh, there's not much more we can really say about it. Um, but I'm sure no, it'll, it'll come full no. circle at some point. Um, and, yeah. I'm, I'm... Fortunately, these things happen. There always seems to be at least one team out there that that just gets outmatched, unfortunately. Yeah, and then uh, the 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 league with more eight teams than uh, Division Two North, um, <laughs> the uh, the old non-checking two in the North, uh, Hull Ice Hogs, leading the way at the moment. Uh, you guys have you guys are two from two in that, and the C team leads two from two. Three, three from three from three. Three from three as of last night. Missing sheets again, missing sheets. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bradford have Bradford have had a couple of a couple of uh, hard losses. Um, how was your game against the uh, Newcastle women's team? It was what seven four. Oh, is that uh, right? Yeah, exactly. That was again. It was what what we said on the tin. The Newcastle girls give everything, and and they gave us one hell of a game. They gave us everything they got, and it took a real, real spirited team performance. And to be honest, I, I know I said before, playing derby and rivalry games out of the back can be difficult, but then in the same way, I learned quite a lot about what my team had got that night in terms of uh, they had to stand up and be counted, and obviously against Steph and, Steph and the girls on that team, it's they, they'll be a match for anyone. And certainly, I would say they, they could take points off, off anyone in that division. Yeah, it's it's looking like it could be one of the more exciting divisions in the in the BIHA. I would I would say there's quite a lot of teams I think could beat each other in that division. Um, at times, um, obviously your good selves have have not lost a game yet, but I think you know, I'm not I'm not trying to jinx you, but there there might be a time where you maybe do lose some points to teams because there's some half decent teams in that that division. Yeah, I would definitely agree. I think it goes back to what we said previously that well, I think we'd said about uh, I think we referencing the North Division 2 that a team might have to go 9-1 and one to win the division I would say for non, non-checking non 2 with teams taking points of each other if you can get up to 8 or 9 wins you're going to be in the in the ballpark for being, being at the de- being at the big dance and it is a big dance it was also I think that was the first one of the first games that was part of Steak Pie Gate um, I think it was <laughs> the, <laughs> uh, which was the uh, Infamously, when I tried to eat a steak pie whilst commentating on my own before Nick kindly volunteered to assist, <laughs> um, and uh, in the in the uh, the the south, Cardiff leading the way. Um, they've obviously done well to make Dave play for the other team. 
so they're they're looking quite good. Uh, a nineteen nothing win to start us off against. No, sorry, they played Coventry away and uh, and won five two, and then they they had a nineteen nothing win against Cambridge Women's, eight two against Oxford Women's. They seem to be pretty dominant uh, at the moment, but again, stranger things have happened. We've not even seen Southampton Spitfire C yet, or any scores from Southampton Spitfire C yet. So it's it's a long way to go in that one. But I, Cardiff certainly looking looking the dominant team at the moment. Yeah, I would agree in that one. I think the one the one maybe to watch Imperials Devil B one game played ten goals two against. See what those guys have got when uh, when it comes to playing Cardiff. Yeah, and the the one thing with Devil the Devils hockey franchise, if you want to call it that, for want of a better better word is they they have a previous for being really good with a short bench which pays dividends when you go away and you're playing with a short bench it does indeed yeah I, now i'm gonna get this wrong i know i'm gonna get this wrong one way or not i think they've got patricia henny in goals so i'm gonna check the stats now though because i don't want to i don't want to spread more fake news I'm gonna do the same. yeah no we, we, we've got a reputation for creating fake at least we knew people were listening. We did. Oh, no, that's the wrong sheet I'm looking at. But, yeah, so, again, another competitive division. It'd be interesting to see how that one's going to play out. And certainly, I, I don't think we're going to be the only people keeping a close eye in the dark nights of February and March on mm. eventually the South have to play games that aren't on weekends, right? I would think possibly. Maybe they will. Uh, especially if we need to schedule all those... Uh, um, what should we call it? Uh, Southampton games. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be a, some yeah. effort to to schedule all those without having some midweek games. But uh, yeah, so someone someone somewhere is gonna have to go to Gosport on a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> um, I I am absolutely wrong in the sense that Patricia Henry plays for the A team for uh, the the Imperial Devils. Uh, so that was completely wrong. Um, she's logged a hundred and. 1,657 minutes during her time uh, and she well, doesn't do wins. Come on, Dave. Dave doesn't do wins and he's he's stats column for the goalies. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Travesty oh, is this. Yeah. He's going to hear this now and I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll find another night when he should be working on his PhD and, and sort that out. Do, yeah, do, like when we got the... Ooh. Yeah, the podcast jingle, by the way, um, is getting debuted in this 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 podcast. We wouldn't have done that because we're not recording the jingle. Uh, but yeah, it's getting it's getting uh, debuted in the, in this particular episode. So uh, let us know your feedback. You had your opportunity to to send us your own jingle, but Dave came up with a better one. Um, it's featuring and the podcast biggest fan. Yeah. Of course, um, it's featuring uh, some of uh, the players that we get all gushy over, like uh, Stuart Mogg. There's some commentary on him. Uh, and uh, there's uh, Marcus Hauger from uh, St Andrews, who I've mentioned it to him, so he says he's going to listen out to it. And I'm sure even if he just listens to the jingle, that'll count as a listen for us, so that, that'll get boost the numbers. So, uh, you know, we've been pretty tactical at this, telling people that the jingle's on there at the start and they're featured in it. <laughs> They'll get there in the end. So, uh, Nick, um, I suppose just to, to get on to things, the Kings, have they still got some, some games to go? Uh, we've got 
we're now done for Christmas. You're done for Christmas. So you, you're shutting up shop, and then you you'll be back in in January time uh, with a couple of friendlies, maybe yeah, or whatever. Much, and... Yeah, I know we've got quite a lot of guys still up here, so I know we've got training on for the next couple of weeks. Uh, so then, yeah, it'll just be probably one two week break over Christmas, and then get guys back on the ice and see what we've got. It's a hard couple of people forget how obviously first half of the season not a lot goes on to some extent obviously we've crammed in five five and a bit games or as a club i think we've now played 10 12 games in in four or five weeks but then they forget that after christmas from mid-january through till probably the beginning or into march you've got a hell of a lot of hockey's got to be played oh absolutely um and uh there's um you know it's a slogan in that time of year because people have got dissertations they've got exams uh you know some people have january exams some people have you know february tutorial things they need to work on i always get i used to get ratty as a coach and i'm sure you do as well though when people would come and say i have an essay to do i can't come to training at 11 o'clock at night my essay is due tomorrow why are you still doing your essay at 11 o'clock at night exactly are you are you one of these people is that why it took you so long to agree with me or <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking of a tactical response. Uh, yeah, I, I'm one of those that um, don't have that much sympathy for people in that situation. I, I very much promote to my guys, and I'm sure if they're listening, they'll back me up, that um, they, they, they like the term student-athlete. However, um, obviously to gain that, they, they do have to live up to both ends of the bargain, which is they do actually have to do some uni work. And unfortunately, as I've said to them, uh, they're paying a hell of a lot of money to be at university. So... Student comes first sometimes, and as much as it pains me to say that, it is the correct decision. And um, not that on game day, if I'm missing a key guy, that I won't be uh, trying to find some way of trying to get around it. But hmm. uh, we've all been there. Of course, if you um, are from the European Union and uh, listening to this and consider where to do your undergrad course, there is always Scotland where um, there's no tuition fees for such things. Um, so. I think I think you might still get charged if you're English though, which I think is a bit harsh. But let's not go into let's not go into tuition fee politics uh, unless we want the podcast. Yeah, I don't I don't want to end up in like a sort of a, a really bad version of Russell Howard, uh, Russell Howard show, you know, on the on the podcast. So, and um, so yeah, you you guys are shut up for Christmas. You you. Got all your Christmas shopping done? Um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, on a on a ta- tactical club level, we've got some Christmas shopping done, and we've got some new guys coming in after Christmas. But then on a personal level, there uh, uh, I've got all all that my mum needs for Christmas, Rambo. Yeah, and of course, um, just just take us through take us through a, a dessert at the uh, the Ivel household at, at Christmas time, because that's that's what the listeners want to know. They've heard plenty about your mum's baked goods at nationals. But let's let's hear about an evil dessert for Christmas time. Do you see this is the thing, Rambo? I, I know the dessert is obviously famed from nationals' experience, but the, just the general food is 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 just up there as well. So so Christmas Day normally involves uh, it's dinner dinner around our house with the with the grandparents and the extended family, and uh, will involve uh, all the trimmings, turkey, probably maybe a, a hog roast ham or something like that as well, and. Uh, and then for dessert, oh, it depends. Uh, 
various various things we've had uh, to be fair rambo the uh, the banoffi uh, the banoffi pie made an appearance last year that's where uh, that arrived at nationals from that was debuted at christmas but um but no normally a good old traditional maybe put some apple pie in there that's normally uh, it's my nan's speciality my mum's my mum's mum so that's where that's where the jeans came from so i'm, I'm not going to turn down my uh, my nan's homemade apple pie yeah, my my jeans came from Tesco's and they don't fit me after I've spent a weekend at National eating your mum's bacons. But it's <laughs> it's it's worth it. It's worth it. Um, speaking of desserts, Nick, um, we did we have we have over, completely overlooked a division and perhaps the dessert of the BIHA Division Three South non-checking. Um, there's not actually now that I've sort of teed it up like this. There's not a lot to say about it, but all- I'm very uh, Southampton. Spitfires D have the same number of points as the Mighty Vikings. Yeah, in fairness, they played one extra game, and and yeah, they've and, also got a minus ten goal difference compared to the Vikings plus fifty from two games. Yeah, <laughs> well, that I think that's largely because one of the teams they played is the Vikings in their very first game where they where they went down thirty four nothing. I mean, the Vikings, as I said, that's the that's the way it works, uh, and I think you know, realistically, the Vikings are looking like the team that are gonna win that division uh, get the wooden glassware as we as we call it in the BIHA and uh, you know um, we'll probably see them in division 2 or whatever it is I'm not entirely sure how it all works but they'll probably be there next year yes I would presume so and it's start at the bottom and just work your way up and you've got to do your time and I'm afraid for everyone else in that's what the situation is right now. Yeah, and it's it's the it's the same across the board. We had teams uh, in Scotland. We've now got four competitions in recce level. I don't know if they do tournaments in recce level in, in England, but we've got the Scottish Cup, which is the highest one, and then they've got the Scottish Plate, which has been around for ages. That's the second highest one, and recently they added the Quake, which for those of you who are non-Celtic is like a Scottish silver bowl. And uh, then they added the bowl, so they've now got four levels of uh, recce competition tournaments. Uh, and there's teams that have come in, they've picked up a few guys that played hockey, maybe SNL level or something, and said, "Right, we want to enter the tournament." And they're having to start in the bowl, and it's just unfortunate the way it goes for some of the games. They're they're coming away with big wins and then romping through that competition and getting to where they should be. So it. You can't. There's no perfect solution to these things. It's the way it works all the time. Yeah, exactly. All 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 good things like this take a couple of years to sort themselves out, and it'll uh, it gets better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would imagine that, like you know, the the English football leagues and stuff. They didn't just start off and say, right, Man United, you're in the top, because they knew straight away. I'm sure they had they had some teething problems till they got everybody in the right the right divisions, sort of thing. I'm probably talking nonsense. I get abuse on Twitter from people who actually know more about football than me but uh, yeah that's the way it is so um, yeah um, there was one thing I was going to ask Nick right and and this is something I want to throw to the throw to the listeners I might even try and do one of these poll things on, on Twitter but if you had to nominate maybe one or two songs that are Christmas songs that you could listen to before a game and they get you psyched up for a game what would you what would be your songs oh couldn't you like told me about this before the podcast so I could have had a think that's putting me on the spot I know I just wanted to hit you uh, with it I don't know but the, the, the problem is like the uh folks fairy tale in New York like I don't that song's just just 
gets me every time. So uh, even in that scenario, probably even before a game, I'd probably be able to sit there and uh, and get the feels. But other than that, um, I don't know. Judging from what was being played on the back of the Kings bus on the way back from Bradford last night, uh, I'm not sure the Kings are probably the right team to comment on <laughs> on music choice. There's some rather interesting stuff. But I don't know. I'll, I'll throw it back to you, Rambo. Then what what what, what have you got? I think I think that if it's if it was me, um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shoehorn in like a newfound glory X miss you know type um, scenario because that's not fair. But I think I would go with um, you know um, all I want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey because all you want is that you know all you want is that win before the game. So that's you know yeah that's oh, that's a yeah, or you know the other one. If you've got like lots of enforcers in your team, you know all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Um, as well could be <laughs> could be could be. Anyway, we're going to have another podcast before Christmas. I don't know if you know this, Nick, but I'm telling you now. Um, I will tell you this before the end of the pod, and there's going to be some chat about Christmas songs. So I think you know I'm just I'm just you know trying to um have a link between the two podcasts so they're not just uh seas of consciousness every every time we put one up i'm gonna go away and do some homework in that case yeah well yeah i think what we've got to find and 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 in this one we can cheat we can find a rock song that's like you know some some thrash metal christmas song but i think we've got to find the ultimate christmas song psych up song if you were playing a game on christmas day what you'd play before the game like I love listening to, for example, normally like the Prodigy before a game or something like that. It gets you, you know, gets you into the mood. But something along those lines. But it's it's Christmas, so let's see if if there are any of our listeners can put that to us, um, on the Twitter or or anything like that. See what you come up with. <laughs> yeah, um. So I I think that's probably about us uh, about it for this week. Uh, thank you for listening to us. Thanks for listening to the interviews. Thanks to Matt Dieball. Uh, to uh, Jesse Cross to Gus Zimmerman for setting that up and um, we'll hopefully have a a more unique sort of roundup session for our next podcast in maybe a couple of weeks um, so uh, thanks again uh, I've been Ramble Gray and you are I have been Nick Iwell <laughs> cheers folks listening to the BIHA pod. If you'd like to get in touch to provide feedback, arrange an interview, or if you have something you want us to read out on the pod, you can email us at podcast at bih.org.uk. Or if you'd prefer, you can tweet myself or Nick. My Twitter is at Rambola and Nick's is at NGI underscore 92.